Welcome to the Jesus Show. Not that one. Check, check, check. See if you could hear me. Oh, hey everybody. Welcome back to another episode of... That's right, the Jesus Show. Not that one. This week, my guest is a very funny comedian. His name's Rojo Perez. You can find him on Instagram. I want to get this right. It's Rojo Perez with three Z's. So R-O-J-O-P-E-R-E-Z-Z-Z. Right? Three Z's. Yeah. Yeah, look him up. He's hilarious. You can find him on HBO. If you have HBO Max, you can uh, type in his name. And you'll find him. And he's very hilarious. Not only is he one of my friends, but I think he's very funny. And I think you guys will find him very funny. Um, I jump in and talk to him uh, in our interview. I had, a, I had a good time talking to him. But before we get into that, I want to share a little apartment complex news. So a couple weeks ago, I told you guys that there's a couple that moved into the apartment that a previous couple was living in there that was always complaining about the dogs. Well, this new couple, they've also complained about the dogs, you know, barking at the dog park. Um, but we haven't had any problems with them. Uh, if they do hear dogs barking... It's kind of funny. The, It's mostly the girl or the girlfriend or the wife or whoever. Um, she has the problem and she'll, like, you hear, like, oh, my God. And then she slams the window shut, which I think it's kind of funny. Um, but a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago, um, she was, fuck it, I'll just say it. So she was uh, playing with herself and she was having this, you know, loud orgasm. Oh, and me and Allie heard it. And I go, is just is this chick fucking herself? Which is fine. I don't give a shit. Have all the orgasms you want. But it's odd when you're having orgasms and making sex noises. When you're not only is your window open, but your blinds are open. So Allie goes, oh, yeah, she's on the couch because Allie was walking by like kind of like, what the fuck's going on? So I guess the girl was, um, you know, playing with herself on the couch for everyone to see, which I thought was odd. And then um, somebody else that lives in the at, at the you know complex, they said they were at the dog park and they heard her moaning and, you know, having a good old time. And she laughed. And then I thought to myself, how odd is it that somebody that's complaining about dogs making noise in the dog park, like that agitates her, but coming and vocalizing your orgasms so everybody can hear with your windows open is okay. I don't know. I just find it odd that, hey, if you're complaining about the noise then maybe you shouldn't be making that much noise, right? Am I, am I, am I weird? Because I think, you know, again, have all the orgasms, scream all you want. Uh, you know, you're in your house. But if you're trying to make some sort of attempt to uh, not have everybody listen to you, then at that point, it's just like, hey, look, I'm, we're fucking or I'm fucking myself and I'm having a good time in my own place. Leave me alone. That's fine. But when you leave windows open for everybody to hear, aren't you causing noise for others that maybe they might not want to hear? I don't know. Oh, and there's a family that lives right next to him. Yeah, with a bunch, I think they have like three little kids. I can only imagine that the parents are like, so um, 
she stubbed her toe again. Um, I don't I don't know how you would talk to a kid about that because uh, I don't have kids, so I don't think I'd be like, oh, she's having sex with herself over there. Well, sex is no, I don't think I would do that. Uh, I mean, maybe may, maybe if they were like teenagers or something, but by then they would understand what's going on. I think, right? I don't know. That's why I don't have kids. Anyways, uh, before we get into the interview, guys, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you are following me on Instagram, the Jesus Show NTO. Um, Twitter is Jesus Show NTO, and the YouTube is the Jesus Show NTO. And if you're having a problem with any of that, just go to my Instagram uh, page, The Jesus Show NTO, and hit the link. There's a link, and it'll take you uh, to all my stuff. Just hit it, and then go, oh, I want to watch a YouTube. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. And I'll take you there. Uh, so, yeah, keep listening. Keep subscribing. Keep telling everybody. Uh, let's try to make this show grow little by little. All right, like I said, this week's guest is Rojo Perez, and we're going to take a quick break, and the interview will start. All right, everybody, we're back with my guest today, Rojo Perez. Hey, man, thank you very much for being on the show. What up? Thank you for the invite, buddy. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. Uh, let's start off with how did we meet? Uh, you remember? I, th I, th I think... Um... I because, remember okay, because, because I think it might be different times. I kind I kind of remember, but I, I can't say, oh, this this was like the moment. Um for me, the one I really remember is we were on set. Yes. We were watching uh our, our mutual friend Tone Bell was shooting his show, fam. Yeah. And I was in town, and then you happened to be in town as well. And yeah, we met yeah, in the little like holding area. Yeah. So I, I had heard of you because every time Tone goes on the uh on the road, he he usually brings you, right? Yeah, as long as our schedules match up, we try to go out together. Okay. Uh so you know, I, I had heard of you, and then when I actually saw you, I didn't like I think I had seen pictures of you. Um <laughs> Like I kind of look and I was like, who? And you're like, oh hey man, what's up? And I was like, oh hey, what's up? And then just, I mean, we're in the back where you know we're watching him film and stuff. And just in talking to you, I was like, oh man, this guy's like, you know, like when you hear people like, oh, they're funny, but then you meet them and they're like, eh. But when yeah. you're like, oh <laughs> shit. Like there was a couple things you said to some people. I think somebody, I think somebody was trying to sit next to you. And there were like we had, you know, because it was you, me, Adrian, Jane, yeah, you know, whoever else. And I think you like move something and you were like, Yeah, no, go ahead and it's your seat, not mine. And just the way you said it, like you weren't <laughs> trying to be funny, but it just came off. And then like a couple of times you rattled off some stuff. But just like I think you were even on your phone and you weren't paying attention. You were like, Yeah, yeah, whatever. And I was like, fuck, man, that's come so natural to him. Like, that's fuck, man. It's crazy. Uh... Thank so that you. so so that's one of the things that I really remember about you. I appreciate that because that day, um, that specific tape, and there were a lot of people back there. Yeah, there was, and there are a lot of people back there who are much more successful than you and I, <laughs> who are yeah. hanging out. So I was trying to be like, man, this ain't nothing, but I was like. Come on, these are some. Yeah, I got po post post me on Instagram real quick. Let me pick right? up some followers. Like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> I'll have I have a I have a quick story to tell you off mic uh, about one of the times that I went. Um, okay. So where did That's a where did That's right? You'll hear that story exactly. for two ninety nine a month. <laughs> Somebody said that that I should call that off mic, like have a separate show and just. Have people pay and just be like, oh, hey, this is off mic. <laughs> Here's some, yeah. You start a podcast to push another podcast. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, um, where did, where, or I want to ask you, where did, where did you grow up? 
I grew up in Puerto Rico. Um, okay. I was, I I was born in New York, and I caught like the last couple years of my parents, like their American dream type thing. Okay. Of them just being being in New York and working till they saved enough money to move back. Uh, oh, okay. And then I, so I caught the those last years of them finally being like. We bought a little house in Puerto Rico. Let's let's move this this fat kid who doesn't speak Spanish <laughs> back there. Let's move this ball of grease. Oh, did you did you not speak Spanish at all growing up? Nah, man, they weren't. This it, dude, this shit was. Uh, we woke up one day and everything was packed. I don't remember having a family meeting that we were moving. <laughs> this shit, she was just like, "We go and you coming?" I was like, "I guess I'm coming." I don't think I no can stay alone. So, at what age did you guys move back to Puerto Rico? Um, I was probably eight. Oh wow! Something okay. like that. So, so enough to remember, like enough that I should know the language. Yeah. Like old enough that other kids should be able to talk to me about my day to day. So okay, so you get to Puerto Rico when you're eight. You don't know Spanish at all, man. I'm about a. I was almost an elementary school dropout. I was struggling oh, in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> man, I mean, because I can only imagine once you get there, everything's in Spanish. Yeah, you're just. They, we were. I was at. They tried to put me in a little public school and. The amount I would cry outside of the school every morning, you would think a teacher was touching me. <laughs> you would think, you would think something wild was happening at this school. Oh my and God. And I just, so I would just sit in the back of the classroom for hours all day, just say nothing and try to oh, like shit. piece letters here and there together and just yeah. like, man, yeah, flying Fuck, by. Oh man, that's crazy. So then, so then, at what age? Security guard. Really? (laughs) I mean, the only one who I kind of he had to talk to me. They pay them, (laughs) right? So okay. So at what age did you? Because you speak fluent Spanish now, right? Yeah. So they um at the at the time I feel man, I really don't even. It could have been. I think it was a couple months of me being in this public school, and like everybody was like. He ain't gonna make. He ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> um, so then they found this private school that was a little closer to where my mom worked, and they spoke. Most of it was in English, and then they'd oh, have okay. some Spanish classes. And then whenever they took, whenever kids had regular Spanish, they would take me out of the room and put me like in a little closet room, like it was me and two other kids. I mean, like. Y'all slowing down everybody else. Y'all got to yeah. come. Y'all got to be apart for a while. Uh, and then they just, then we eventually, like, once you learn the basics, we, by the next year I was in it. But oh, that okay. First, yeah. But I still can't roll my R's to save my really? life, dude. I can't book a single thing in Spanish because people think I'm faking it. Because the really? shit don't sound the way it's supposed to. And I go, I wow. swear I know the words. <laughs> I swear I know what I'm saying. This shit just sounds like this. Well, I mean, I've heard I've heard you speak Spanish. Yeah. I mean, to me, I, I guess not. I guess I've never really paid attention enough to go. Oh, yeah, no, he doesn't roll his R's. No, I mean, never. I guess if I sat there and like really listened, like, oh, if that's me... what you're looking for. You'd know yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I, I never knew that. So then I, so you were you were living in New York born well you you were born in new york and then you move back to puerto rico at eight to yeah to country then when did you come back to the states uh i stay i mean i go all the way i stay in puerto rico all the way i graduate through high school mm-hmm. uh then i go to college in florida so oh, okay I leave. I leave for college um i, I just did it now man uh now looking back i can appreciate puerto rico a lot more uh but at the time i just didn't i didn't, i couldn't wait to get out i couldn't wait to there was something that i just was like man something called it was calling me always coming back um yeah so but so i left yeah man i grad 17 i graduated whatever oh, that okay. summer was and then i was in florida two months later 
Oh, wow. You went quick. Yeah, we went around right away. And then was it just you? Yeah. Okay. So like Um, none of your family came with you. No, they all stayed. They're still in Puerto Rico. Um, Yeah, they all stayed. I went to some small school and like some shitty town called Lakeland, Florida. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It's it's a cute little town. It's yeah. But it's nothing like it's not like a Miami or a Tampa Bay. No, it's it's not even no, it's not even Sarasota. It's oh, not sure. even <laughs> the second tier of Florida <laughs> shitty cities. But okay. uh, when I was there, there they had two claims of fame. One was that the Detroit Tigers did their 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 spring uh, training there. Spring training there, so there were a few pitchers who were sleeping with college kids who we'd see ah, around. Got it. So yeah, we knew yeah. them. They were like, ah, they're cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one was Lakeland at the time was the meth capital of the United States, like per footage or whatever. The oh, way wow. they broke it down. Okay. Yeah, they were real proud about that. We got baseball meth. Mm, <laughs> the best. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so you get there. What what did you go to school for? Uh, I go to school for journalism, news media. Oh, okay. So that was the I I I always wanted to do like sports radio or, or sports journalism. Somewhere in that field was like something I really thought I, I enjoyed. Um, okay. So I went to school for what it just called news media, but it was like journalism and then video editing and stuff that stuff. Um, okay. I work for a little bit. I I start freelancing at a local paper. Uh, I've uh, I hate it. I mean, I still hate the lady who was helping me at this <laughs> job. <laughs> and, I, and looking back, it's not even her fault. It was such a small paper. Yeah. That they didn't have the time to go. Hey, I'm gonna teach you how to have your first job. Oh, okay. So it was like, like that, like you it was just like, like man, like, you in here, go fucking figure yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Go f- okay. Go write the story and go see. Oh wow. Um, okay. So you're so you're like, okay, let me try to figure this shit out on my own. So I'm trying to figure that. And then like I remember doing it for a couple months, and then they just really soured me on the idea of like journalism and being a report, like trying to do that stuff. Um, yeah. and by what, then I like, started what what were you covering? Um, I did, um, at that time, actually Lakeland football, high school football was massive. Okay. The, the Lakeland high school team, I think the year, my sophomore, junior, they had 10 players go division one, which is wild for such a small, for such a small, like little town high school. Um, and then there were a few colleges at D2 schools who had like good baseball programs. And like I would drive to like two towns over that had like a, a small football team. So I was just literally just looking through people's uh, athletic programs, looking for Spanish names, then seeing <laughs> if these Spanish <laughs> name players were any good. Yeah. And then if their if their numbers looked okay, I'd be like, man, I could do an I'll do an a feature on them. Fuck it. Yeah. Dude, that's hilarious. And that's kind of just how I was <laughs> I was finding people. Okay. Well, did you have did you have I, any uh, I got I forget. Here's one I've never told. Um, oh yeah, tell me. I do uh I cover I end up doing an article on this kid who was a transfer. He was playing uh half Cuban. He's having an amazing season for the school that nobody knew him about. He's doing great. Uh, I write this article. It comes out on the front page of that of that weekly paper. Mm-hmm. Super stoked. Uh, feel great. Uh, I run into the dude maybe three weeks later. I'm working at Lids at the mall. Okay. This is the guy that you wrote the paper about, right? The guy I I'm the journalist who wrote this article about this dude. I'm working at Hats World trying to hawk (laughs) new air because that's the only job. (laughs) Oh god. And he walks in, he's like, Man, ain't you the (laughs) Yeah, uh, you wanna buy a hat? (laughs) I'll give you 10% off my man. 
No shit. Just oh, tell no crazy. one you saw me here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so was it that uh, yeah. like, was it that the paper wasn't paying well? It was just that. Yeah, it was just because an article was just like, you aren't making salary. So like even an article, I'm only making like 75 bucks or something. Oh, shit. Okay. Like it wasn't. So like you do it and it was out and you'd get paid for that one thing. And you're just like, yeah. All right. Okay. So it I, sounds I neither regular. I guess to me, it sounds a lot more and it, maybe just not to me, but maybe to everybody else, it sounds more glamorous until you find out you're like oh shit okay yeah i think it, i think it's uh i think what pe- people really get get caught up in that whole byline thing yeah the whole by whoever it really adds an official flair it does because you're reading you're to, like, oh to, wow okay <laughs> oh yeah this is an auteur yeah yeah they put words <laughs> so then at what point did you say when when did you decide to be a comedian and what uh, like brought you into like oh like did you see somebody and you're like that's what i want to do i um i started doing i started man no i started doing stand up my before my last semester of college i okay i would always i'd always write stuff um and me and a buddy of mine we would we started shooting little sketches. Like we realized we had teachers who would let us just do funny shit because they thought we were funny. So like okay. everybody else, everybody else was doing like real news pieces. Oh, okay, okay. We're out here doing like mock music videos. We're doing <laughs> the dumbest shit, dude. But after like the first class we took together, like the professor was like, oh man, y'all are really fun at this. So everybody else just let us do it, which at the time you're like, this is dope, but also (laughs) I ain't learning what I need to be learning. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) okay. Do this. Uh, So we would do music videos and silly interviews and shit like that. Um, And then I would be writing and I remember I showed him something. He was like, oh, that'd be funny on stage. He had already started doing open mics. Okay. And and he was like, if you want, come with me. And like, it's five minutes. You just kind of, everybody just kind of gets up there and you talk and you get down. Like, it's a very, like, uh, so he took me to a place called Coco Nuts in uh clearwater florida is it is that place still around uh i think there because at the at the time there were like eight coconuts through florida this was this was the hot club in florida okay Um, okay well because the reason why i ask is i want to say that i've heard it before like other comedians talk about it but i'm not i'm not sure but there could like i mean i feel like there might be one still left in florida Okay. At like at some holiday in lobby <laughs> where they turn more, you know, like in the morning there's breakfast, but at night there's a show. We yeah. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So he took me, uh, it was brutal. It was trash. Uh, he, he won 50 bucks for the, being the funniest that night. Oh shit. Uh, okay. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a weird car ride home. <laughs> was it because yeah because one of us was good and one of us was shit God, yeah okay <laughs> i mean i'm trying to think of how to ask the question <laughs> was uh, it... yeah man it felt it felt like a couple that was about to get divorced we didn't <laughs> say a word the whole drive home so before before you went on that was your obviously your first time being on stage did, did you have five minutes to fill? Um, I had. Uh, I learned I could talk for five minutes. Okay. Uh, Which is I different. Necessarily, from... I wouldn't necessarily say I had five minutes. Okay. Well, I quickly learned I could be up there for five minutes. Um, okay. No, because... it was. Tra- I mean, anything I attempted as a joke. Well, it wasn't, you don't know what you're doing. I don't know what the idea of funny is. You don't know. You, you're you kind of just doing what you've seen. Yeah. 
rather than just you the what what makes you kind of funny in your day-to-day i guess okay so then at what point did you start figuring it out like okay this is this is how i want to or this is where i want to go and this is how i'm making my myself unique um man i really wish i had a a a clearer answer for this um i mean is that even a fair question to ask that's the thing i don't some people like there's everybody talks about like finding your voice or what's the voice it just like i don't know i couldn't explain to you my cadence or what Mm -hmm. my how the rhythm i'll find it on stage um uh i think at some point i stopped i think at some point i stopped uh trying to i think once i got comfortable on stage then things started to come around um because it didn't feel like i was it didn't feel like i was putting on okay like so there was so so there was so i started getting better laughs uh just because it just started sounding how i would normally talk so okay. it, it didn't sound like this is how we talk right now and then i was on stage and i was enunciating and i was like doing other things and you're like man why is this shit not hidden and you're like because it yeah. don't even sound the way you think it sounds in your head yeah yeah People that makes can sense tell this doesn't feel the same there's there's only been a couple comics who I've seen um, where you hear them talk off stage. And then the moment they get on stage, it kind of turns into, they're like, Hey man, what's up? And then they get on stage and they're like, Hey, what's going on everybody. And you're like, Hmm. That's, yeah. It's odd. And I mean, I mean I, it's, I, it's like, I get the, I get the idea of it when, cause I do think there's a difference between turning it on but but being on and still being you yeah like i think yeah, that every, makes sense. we all we all want to be on when you're on stage yeah but sometimes it comes off as turning it on so sometimes i would you'd see me like, hey man what <laughs> like is this and you're like motherfucker that ain't you at all yeah you think you're doing what you need to do for whatever reason when nobody's ever told you that yeah okay like like i think since there is since there's no it's weird that there comedy is really frowned upon like coaching or like classes or stuff like that is it yeah i mean a lot of people like classes are kind of always taking like well don't you don't need to take a class and like and the idea yeah you're right because i have because i have heard that before and even like coaching doesn't exist People take it very, <clears throat> people get real personal when it, obviously when it's your own words, mm-hmm. but it's weird to me that everything else that like everything else has a coach. True. Like sports and, so, sports and like acting, music, the yeah. like other fields have, because sometimes it's the idea of having someone else from the outside being able to look at it and go. That's a good point. I never thought about that. This is a little worthy. This is a little take this shit out. Maybe add a laugh line here. Yeah. Because I think we get so, so enamored with the words we wrote. And it comes from a true place that people go, oh, I could never change it. No, this is how it went, though. And you're like, that. Okay, sure. But you're also supposed to make people laugh. Do you think it's maybe because uh people perhaps think that oh let's say let's say i'm the you know i'm the coach you're the comedian and you're and you're running stuff by me and i'm looking at it and then do you think it's because comedians think like oh he might steal my stuff could that be in there as well yeah i mean i think yeah i'm not i'm also not sure we should have coaches i just it's just something i've thought about a lot of um i do think that has to do with 
if the person's another comedian, are they taking, uh, are you worried about some material being taken or an idea or also the fear, I think at times of like, do you start sounding like them? Like that other person, like does your humor start taking their, their, their tone or what? Yeah. But I think that that stuff also changes with, when I say coach, I'm not saying feed me a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more of like, oh man, maybe you ever think of this sort of thing here? And then then it's on you to just go figure it out, yay or nay. Yeah. That to me is more of when I think coaching, but <clears throat> I don't know, I think people are just very, because there is no one who tells you how to do that, I think so many of us just come up learning how to do it on our own. Yeah. Where everybody then gets very protective of their quote unquote formula or their path. You know, one of one of the things I wanted to tell you was one of the things I really enjoy, the times that I've seen you with tone, uh it's nice when I, you know, you guys go on stage. And you guys, you know, do your set. And to me, it's always fucking hilarious. You guys always have me dying laughing. But then when you come off and you guys start talking about a, a particular joke in the set. And then you'll say, man, I've been having a hard time because I was doing it this way. And then, you know, it just started hitting right. And I think to myself, fuck. From the outside perspective, my perspective is I see you doing it and it seems smooth and seamless but i do like seeing the times where you guys kind of struggle with a premise or a, or a or a joke and then seeing you guys tweak it and 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 figure it out and mold it into okay now that's getting a big laugh um yeah how do you how do you usually deal with that like knowing this joke i know is going to kill but it's not killing right now um man i think when uh, uh i guess two things when they when it's a joke that normally works and it's not working anymore mm -hmm. uh or it's not hitting the way i remember it it used to hit uh i think a lot of times it's i've lost some of the love for it okay i think a lot sometimes because uh, especially for me i'm not a one-liner of a comedian mm -hmm. so uh so it's not like just a rally of the perfectly worthy joke like i like for me i'm aware i need to be invested in it for when i'm telling it to you because i know part of what makes me funny is also the selling the the how i'm into it yeah so if after a while the joke is starting to feel a little stale or it's just an older joke, now sometimes I would fall in a trap where I'm just saying the words, being like, oh, this is going to hit. So I've moved on to the next idea. But sometimes a crowd can feel and be like, yeah, that was funny enough, but man, this ain't. <laughs> There's a little more oomph you then put in yeah. it. And like sometimes, yeah. like you're saying, a crowd doesn't know. A crowd will just laugh and go, oh, that was funny. But to me, I go, man, that shit used to get an applause break. Uh, or okay. that that used to carry different. Like that, yeah. that laugh used to give me a little more of a breather. And it's not doing that anymore. And then that's usually when I have to go back and like either stop doing the joke or yeah. try to find, add something new to it. Uh try to mix up the wording on purpose okay just to get an excitement out of it just yeah. to like see if you find something new in it like uh so that that's my for me usually i've gotten better at at noticing that and being aware of going like man that one's on you sometimes it's on the crowd but also i'd be like yeah man, yeah that it shit's is on you dude <laughs> that one's on you you ain't you ain't bring them that good shit tonight um, dude, i know i know there's been a couple times where um you know you guys have said you know you guys tell a joke and i'm fucking dying laughing and nobody else laughs and it pisses me off because i'm like hey what the fuck i know that's funny 
And for some reason in that one room, it won't hit. But then you guys do that same fucking joke in a different room and it, everybody's dying laughing. And I'm like, that's so crazy that rooms can change that drastically where one finds it hysterical and the other one's like, eh, I guess what else you got? Yeah. That's why it's man. That's why it's always funny. Like there's comedians out there who are very successful who I don't find funny, but I'll never say that person's not funny. That's because that's wild to me. I go, yeah, there's no way a hundred thousand people find this person funny. And then I go, nah, but this is shit. I was like, no, it's not for me. But yeah. I, it it definitely resonates with somebody. Um, yeah. I think that stuff is so interesting. What I, what's fun to me about that stuff is uh, how can I do the same joke and soften it and get you to laugh at what I know you're, you, odds are Jan wouldn't like. Like yeah. if I go, and, and but that's a fun thing of just knowing where you're at. If I go to... Dude, I can go three miles away in Cleveland and I can do this joke straight to your face and the shit will hit and I'm going to go over at this other place and I got to soften it. Or I got to add some more. It got to be bigger. It it can't just be like that stuff is so it's always fun to me to try to read it right. Because a lot of times you no, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying a lot of because a lot of times you're you're wrong and like a lot of times you're just legit guessing off how a person's stance is, how they're seated, what they're ordering, what they look like. So you're just going, man, I hope I'm generalizing you right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I do the I do this so well. I'm generalizing you to a T. You know, I think one of the things that I also like seeing is when you have the person in the front row and they're like like this and they're just kind of like yeah and then you know you you know there's there's a joke and they're like and then you kind of like see them start relaxing and you're like oh shit they got them good because sometimes going into it i feel like people and this is from just few people that i've talked to about it uh some people go into like hey make me laugh that's your job but they're kind of resistant to it and then the moment you see that person like kind of let go and then start laughing as the outsider, sometimes I'm looking more at the audience than I am at the comic. Yeah. And it, it, it just, I like, I like those little things. It's more like a, I like the behind the scenes stuff. Just like, I like to hear you guys talk about premises and jokes that you're like, I don't know if this is, I'm going to change this tonight. And just seeing it from room to room when you guys switch something, you know, oh, I'm going to do it this way for the eight o'clock show. And then I'm going to change it for the nine o'clock show. And then seeing that, I think to me, I really like everything else that comes behind. Um, just, you know, you getting on stage and people are like, oh, okay, this is hilarious. Does that I, make sense? Yeah, I mean, no, it makes total sense. It's, um, but it's also your friends with comedians who love talking about that. Yes. Like so I love, ex- I love when, I, I think I've already said it. I love when you and Tom talk about just whatever you guys have done off stage or, you know, on stage. And I just sit back and I don't say much. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I like have this little conversation. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah, you did that. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> there, Yeah, I do think there is something very fun about uh, breaking down a set right after or at the end of the night and little things pop in your head and you're like man that that felt fun and you're like fuck how yeah. did i all I, oh, that were thing shit that was right because <laughs> a lot of times if it's if the show's even fun enough because it's not thankfully it's not a level of the stakes aren't bombing and not bombing the stakes okay. usually tend to be do okay or do well like and i've uh been doing this long enough that i could probably avoid most bombs yeah if i if i wanted to i would do old jokes i can find ways to 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 avoid the bomb so it's like 
to it's not necessarily a oh i'm gonna get fired if i don't do well yeah so once that fear is not there now you're just like i just want to do the best like i want like whenever we i go out like i try to embarrass tone <laughs> i will go on stage and every time i try to bury him yeah I, I go and I fucking try to do what I feel is the funniest for me that night with that crowd. And I'm not holding back at like, oh, that's my friend. So I need him to do well. No, man, yeah. I don't give a fuck. If he's going to be good, he better be funnier than me. And that's <clears> then. And he walks up with the same energy. And he, whenever yeah. we do show, he's like, no, I'm a, I'm a work. You better fucking come ready to work. Yeah. So how, how, how long have you been a comedian now? Um, I moved to New York, April 09. So okay. 12, 12 years. I'd say. Nice. Okay. Do you have a, a particular bombing story that sticks out in your head? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Would you, would you like to share that? <laughs> uh, sure. Um, I mean, I definitely have some, some real bad bomb stories, uh, I had a weird one, and I'll give you two quick ones. I had one okay. with, uh, I was opening for Michael Blackson, uh, legendary comic. He's fucking great. I'd, I'd, I'd worked with him twice before this specific time. Uh, okay. But I'd, I worked with him once in Albany, last minute thing. It went well. Then he had me in uh, Caroline's in New York went very well but it's, okay. new, it's it's new york he invites me to come to cleveland i go yeah let's go uh and so he specifically first, asks for you he go yeah his man his man yes he his okay. manager was like michael would want want to know if you want to come do this weekend come okay. do this weekend like um do the weekend uh i am catching a hot shit the first night <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it man, it was just one of those where just like the speed was different. I wasn't ready. And then they were there to see Michael. Yeah, they were okay. there to fucking see Blackson. It was so I do. I'm catching a rough one and I save face, but it's not a good set. OK, I get off stage and uh, Michael's bouncer security and standing by the door and I walk by and he goes, uh, we're far away away from New York, aren't we? That's what he told you? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> wow. I'll never forget this shit, dude. Wow, okay. And I, and I giggle, I'm like, I'll be okay. Yeah. Like the rest of the week I was fine, but I'm that Jesus, specific, dude. like such a, but it's a real, like, I don't, to me, I didn't take a person. It was funny. Yeah. It was just very like, oh, he saw me do well in New York. But in his head, he was like, man, this motherfucker ain't that funny. He can't laugh. He ain't funny like that. So when he yeah. saw me catch one in Cleveland, he was like, I, I knew do. it. I knew it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that was one. And then I had one real early on. Uh, I... I don't even know how I got connected or connected. Somebody goes, hey, man, my dude's doing something in the Bronx. They're taping it. Uh, it's paid. It's supposed to go to this app or whatever. And they go, okay. would you want to do it? I, <clears throat> I go, of course. Uh, I get up there and it's a bar. This shit is packed. I mean, fire hazard. Uh they opened the show by bringing two women on stage, audience members, and then they okay. had two. They had two uh, two male strippers, okay. and the whole like the whole joke or whatever it was, there was just these two dudes giving them full lap dances to these women. And just like this the is before the show whatever. starts. This is opening. This is the opener okay. of the show. This is All the opening right. of the show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm supposed to go first after this. Yeah. Uh, I go up. Um, 
and a room full of black and Hispanic people. And I go, um, give it up for whatever the names of the, I forget the two strippers names. Yeah. I go like, man, those dudes are like, they were getting after my dick was starting to move. <laughs> and if man, when I say not one chuckle, not even a fucking thing. Like, I mean, this shit hit silent. I go, I, I start, I was like, fuck it, whatever. I jump into my first joke at the, this, how yeah. I, this is where we're talking about. I had a, uh, some Sarah Palin joke. Okay. That's where more or less the time frame we're talking. And, uh, I do this joke. And I just hear a voice just go, oh, that's just fucked up. <laughs> Clear as day. Oh, man. I say something to the person who yelled. And then now yeah. the crowd's like, nah, man, we agree with this motherfucker. Oh, man. So now they've I'm turned on you. Oh, now completely. Uh, I'm supposed to do 12 minutes. I'm maybe three and a half in. And I Oof. am getting the Oof. hardest light. The host is just like, <laughs> you're going to burn. They're, they're going to burn. They're trying this to kick you out of the three you minutes. You need to get the fuck out of here, dude. Oh, my God. I do four and a half minutes. Nobody's making eye contact. Uh, are you are you are you trying to look for like hey, I'm nobody, but you know, but you can sense it. Okay. I'm not I'm not actively looking for someone to talk to, but I would yeah. really enjoy a hug. That's the energy. <laughs> okay. Jesus, dude. Uh, I fuck that sounds I, terrible. That I took a shot. The dude I think ended up giving me like 20 bucks. And then like I had to quietly take the ride back local Damn, from dude. the Bronx. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, those those hour and a half uh, drives back or or train rides, that's when you go. I could probably get another degree. <laughs> like I, I bet I could probably. Maybe I should go back to school, man. I think they talking about forgiving student loans. I bet I could get back in that. <laughs> so moving from bombing, what has been what has been something you've done? That you're like, fuck, man, I never thought that I would be here doing this right now. Because I know I know I've I've seen your clip from uh, Conan. Which I thought was fucking amazing. Like, thank you. Being on Conan is I mean, that's how I find out about um, some younger comics or not even younger comics, just comics that I didn't necessarily know. Uh, because Conan has people on. It's kind of like what i don't know if it's fair to say like what the uh what the tonight show was back in the day right when johnny carson would have some comics on yeah um i mean those are that yeah um i don't think late nights get you that traction anymore no the same way not. just because i don't i don't i think there's just more there's just more options of comedy and there's more options yeah. of stand up and you're just like and then you have people putting out specials on for free and you, everybody's putting up clips and audio. Like, I don't think it like what from what I read, uh, what that sit down on the couch of Carson did for you was different. Oh, like yeah. if you did, like it was like if you did the set and then you got the invite over to the couch, your career, you your king. tomorrow was a different tomorrow. Oh yeah. Like it was oh, yeah. it was that that's from what I read. So I don't think that necessarily really happens anymore. But I mean I still think there's something so dope about I like I the idea of going this program was on the air for X amount of years. 20, 25 years and you go, man, I was a part of that. Yeah. For this one night, hopefully you do more than one, but at least for this one night you go. Man, I was the fucking guest on the show. Nice, yeah. As uh, like that. Um, <clears throat> so I, I still love the idea of late nights because of that feeling. Like, like I love the idea of people still getting dressed up to do the Tonight Show. 
Yeah. Like, I think that shit's it's like, I, I, me personally, I think it's cool. I think people will for look back and go, man, the Tonight Show through all these years, and you go, ah, that look at that name, that fucking name. Yeah. Like, I think that stuff's so amazing. I don't know, like, I didn't enjoy, uh, and I guess I shouldn't say I didn't enjoy. Uh, I very much enjoyed being on Conan. I didn't personally have fun. Okay. Why is that? Let's put it like that. I, I was just, it, I think it was the first one. There's a lot of thing just going through my head and I couldn't like, I couldn't sit back and be like, man, this is fucking cool. Yeah, like that, that makes sense. Well, I couldn't do that. Like I, I imagined once you do a few more, once you do a couple more, there's a rapport. There's a little like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. But like that first one, I was just like, I was there and just going through the process and trying to do everything, and it was just like, I went out and you're like, oh, we're on, go. It was just uh, so I didn't, yeah, I didn't get to have as much fun as I've heard other people talk about. Yeah. Um, to, but I don't like that stuff is all done. Like I love doing it, but it's like, to me, the, the coolest thing is, I don't know, dude, I, to me, the coolest shit is having peers really fuck with you. Like having like, uh, this, and I've, I've told this before. I remember Hannibal walking into a bar show I was on and him just stopping to watch my set something no shit really head, something and, and like we knew each other a little back then but he yeah. was already doing well and he popped in he just stopped and heard and like did like got a good Hannibal laugh and i was like oh yeah. man that shit is that's it Yo, that's, that's that to me that's feels dope. dope like yeah like seeing like like neil brennan bust balls with me over something after a oh, set shit. he saw me do that's like oh that's dope because you liked my set enough that you're willing to fuck around with me yeah like if somebody was really bad you wouldn't acknowledge oh it. of course you're fucking with me that means there was something you like like that stuff to me is always like i don't know that to me is the biggest compliment you get like when you do festivals and like more uh, comedians who you look up to and they're like they'll give you a tag and they'll come up after and be like, hey, man, that was funny. Uh, you ever think about this? And you go, yeah, thank you. That makes it much better. That's why nice. like, that person took time to watch your set and it triggered something and they liked yeah. it enough to come over and say, hey, this is how you make it better. And yeah. you're like, yeah, dude, thank dope. you. That's tight. That's, yeah, dude, that shit to me is always like, there's nothing compared to that than that feeling. Is there is there a certain club on the road? Two questions. Is there a certain club on the road that you particularly enjoy or do you have a favorite? And same thing for back home in New York. Like, is there a club that you go, this is like, yeah, I fuck around with all the clubs, but this one in particular is the one I really like to go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Around that country, there's a few. I mean, I can't. There is my personal fave. There's about five in the country that I go, man, I don't think you could even separate them. They're just in a, I, I don't know what one week you do one, one week and you go, this is the best club in the country. And then you do the yeah. other, the next, you know? So it's just like, they're just consistently like people just get it. The staff gets it. They like, uh, I think Acme comedy co in Minneapolis. Okay. Is is wildly amazing they they don't serve food in the showrooms they don't drop checks so oh, really? after the show the food they do serve is like Smart. quality food okay i think they just do like they get it uh comedy club on state in madison wisconsin is amazing that i think that a lot has to do because it's a college town okay uh, but the owners are two sisters who her dad opened it when they were kids. Oh, wow. Uh, All right. And he's, and he's owned it the whole time. And then the daughters, like they came up work in the club. They came up as servers. They worked the hostess, they work managers. And now they run, they own it. They run it. 
but it's like they get it because they've been in comedy their yeah. whole life they just understand how it's supposed to operate like stuff like like the heliums are really good there's one in, there's i've heard like that a, from a lot of people there's one in philly there's one in portland um both of those are amazing uh cap city and austin's great like and i know i'm missing more but more or less those are the ones i've been to that i go man yeah i just get it you treat yeah. the comics a certain way it's just it really that's is. something that's something i've never understood uh about some comedy clubs i guess a lot of them that i've gone to that they do a, a the the check drop like maybe 20 minutes before the lat like before it's over 10 minutes before and it just it seems odd because then you have a bunch of servers walking around dropping checks and you know some people are like are we going to split this or we're not going to split this yeah and sometimes it's... i just want to tell the people next to me He's, fucking put your car down figure it out after what the fuck shut up it and is, i mean uh... i can only imagine for you guys as you're trying to do the show and you you know not only are you seeing this but then you're hearing some people at least closer to the stage like say shit about the bill and you're like jesus christ dude shut the fuck up yeah i mean I, I I assume the reason is probably time wise is what the, yeah. the reason people do it. Um, I have a hard time believing you couldn't get it done the other way. Um, yeah. But but I think that's the reason people say. I th- I mean, excuse me. The biggest problem is uh, you just have to kind of try and time it out, which is the issue. Uh, I on stage, I have to if I'm doing 45, I have to have some sort of a time frame in my head to go, well, they're going to drop checks at 30. So at 30, I need to make sure I'm not in the middle of a 10 minute story. Okay. I I need to know from 30 to 38, people are paying checks. So I have eight minutes here. Ryan just need to give you loosey goosey shit. I need to give you playful oh, shit. Sense. I need to give you an interactive shit. I need to either point out that the checks are coming and don't be shits and just pay them right away. Like I need to, because yeah. if not, the story's going to get lost. The momentum's gone. Yeah. And now you only have really 10 minutes to wrap it up. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think they're an issue. In New York, it's... It's different in New York because they do checks and I do, I think the advantage of checks here is uh, a lot of the comics come up doing check spots. So oh, okay. in New York, in New York, a lot of the clubs here are showcase clubs. So you'll have six, seven, eight comics on, the, on one lineup. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be a 10, they're going to be eight minutes of checks. They'll have a newer comic who's not passed at the club, but someone they like come up and do quote unquote jokes for eight minutes while people are paying checks. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a cutting of the teeth thing here. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, they're just, it's just such a rough spot to put someone in, but I get why the here in New York people like to do them just cause it's a way for younger comics to get seen. Um, but I mean, as far as the clubs here go, I mean, dude, I I really do enjoy most of the clubs here in the city. Um, New York Comedy Club, I think, is the one I frequent the most. Just because they, I don't know, you go where people ask you to come. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they've, they've been great with me for years before I, I did any TV stuff before when I was just figuring shit out and they'd always open their doors and be like, Hey man, come fucking figure it out here. We're all yeah. figuring it out. Um, so that's, that to me is my, the main one here in the city, but New York's in a good place. The club, clubs here, at least comedy wise, it's, it's a good mix. The stands fun, obviously the seller, like, Stand up New York's doing well. Caroline, like, there's just so many here that just like, yeah, dude. Once everything kind of gets back to some sort of normal, uh, I want to take a trip out there and spend a yeah, couple of days please. and just show me around. I've only been, I've been in New York City a couple times, mostly for yeah. work. Um, and I mean, I've done very limited things, but I, I think I'd, I'd want to actually go on my own time. 
and have somebody who lives there and knows what's going on and be like, hey, let me take you here. Let me take you there. Because, I mean, it just it sounds, you know, cool. And it's something that I would love to do also. You need to. I need, I mean, right now it's weird because people are like, New York's dead. I was like, man, New York's the most fun right now. Because <laughs> not everybody's on top of you. God damn, this feels amazing. I was like, if this city's dead, I hope it never wakes up. Because this <laughs> shit, this shit feels great right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, please come now that the weather's breaking. I was gonna say, uh, have you ever done any shows in Spanish? Spanish, yeah. yeah. Um, I love doing them. Uh, I'll do every time I go to Puerto Rico. I try to set something up, um, and I try to do the show. I always do the shows in Spanish when I'm there, uh, and I'll do some Spanish stuff here in New York. Um, it's just a matter of finding them, really. Uh, are you ever Are you ever put into this? Um, like, oh, Rojo's a Spanish comic. Have you ever gotten that? Have Have I ever gotten what? Have you ever been put like in this box that like, oh, Rojo's a Spanish comic, not just the comic, but oh, he's a Spanish comic. I uh, I don't know if, if people look put me in that box now. I mean, dude, I used to worry about it a lot more. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, I'd still think to a certain point. You'll never hear me do accents on stage, uh, especially because a lot of times if I'm talking about my family or whatever, it's like my they didn't have accents. So I'm not gonna, I don't put it on because it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. OK, I'm not I'm not sure where you're laughing at. I think sometimes when you put an accent, people associate them as someone who's dumber. Less uh, oh wow okay who's less yeah. educated so it makes me feel uncomfortable so i was yeah. for years i was very aware of being oh i'm not a spanish comic i'm a comic who happens to be hispanic or yeah. be puerto rican like uh, so i wouldn't i would never touch on too many things growing up early on um uh and then i think over the years now eventually i think I'm comfortable in who I am and what I'm talking about on stage that I'm aware. If somebody goes, oh, that's a Spanish comic, you go, well, you you haven't even heard. I know you're not listening. Got it. Because I know, like, my shit doesn't. Like, if you hear me talk about something from Puerto Rico, I swear it's a unique experience to me. It's never going to be generalized. Like, if I, yeah. if I tell a story about a cockfighter, about going to a cockfight, I'm telling you, <laughs> I went. I'm not saying this is a, like, it's a very specific thing that even in Puerto Rico, they'd be like, man, that's fucking out there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, now it's the point of people, if somebody thinks that, like, I don't know what to do, what to tell you, because also Spanish people don't come to my shows like that. So it's not like people go specifically, oh, Rojo, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, like, oh, I, like, I'm Cuban. Hey, let's go see Rojo. Vamos. Something like that. Yeah, I, I think yeah, people come sometimes because they see the name and just associate. Yeah. But they won't. But it's anything. If you look anything I have up, you're like, man, nothing leans towards that. Yeah. That wheelhouse. Yeah, got it. I mean, because... And there's nothing, that's the thing, there's nothing wrong. I don't think there's, that's a weird thing because I don't think there's something inherently wrong with it. I think if you're clear on what the joke you're making is, then that's all you can control. Yeah. People laugh at what they laugh and they don't, they don't. I'm like, I'm not saying that to like comics shouldn't do it. I was just always oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, of aware course not. Yeah. of why I didn't. And also other comics did it and were really good. I thought George Lopez made a whole career on it and the shit was really good. I don't, oh, why yeah. would I try to do what this motherfucker did? Yeah. <laughs> and it's still doing it. Do, it does work. Yeah. And he, yeah, he does it. He does it very, very, very well. And it's, it's, you know, obviously he's super successful for it. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I want to ask you, you have, do you have a special on HBO? So the um, 
it's uh, it's a special as in us four. Did, there were four of us who did an hour together. Okay. So it's not a reoccurring. So as far as it's a one of one. So that's in that okay. in that mindset, it's framed as a special. It's not my own special. Uh, I'm part of it. It's me, Eric Rivera, uh, Vanessa Gonzalez, and Christian Ramirez. Um, okay. But it's still, uh, yeah, it came out last year. Uh, I think it was last year or last year, but it's still up. Um, it's on HBO Max. If you just like Google Rojo Perez, the shit comes up. Um, then working on a new album that's coming out in the summer. So please look out for that, people. And hopefully another uh, another late night that I can't say yet. <laughs> and we're all oh, really. Ooh, hopefully, okay. Hopefully. Uh, so where can people find you? You have Instagram, Twitter. Please, uh, Rojo Perez, three Z's on all the socials. Um, and then just rojoperez.com. That's a website. Uh, or you can just send me a message, call me. I don't, man, I got nothing but time <laughs> these days. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? You're the, you're the second best export of Puerto Rico behind Bad Bunny, right? Is that what? Man, that motherfucker snuck up. He blew, man, he he blew by me like uh, I was like, come catch up. And he was like, man, I got a Bugatti. Don't worry about me. I'm blown by I, this shit. He when I saw you put that, I, I, get, I, I started laughing. It was hilarious. He he's so fucking he's great. I love that dude. Uh, oh, but yeah, that he's too. the hottest thing out. Hey man, thank you very, very much for being Dude, on the show i appreciate you for the invite this was fun fuck man and it was it was cool because like i thought i was like oh you know who i should have i should have rojo and then i was nervous i was like wait should i should i instagram him should i reply to one of his <laughs> stories should i and then and then later on i found your number and i was like oh wait i have his number and then i felt stupid i was like i'm over here trying to talk to him on instagram and I have his fucking number. I was like, oh, God, dude, I just got all like, I was like, man, he's going to fucking think I'm weird and shit. But no, thank you nah, again for coming on, man. Yeah, I really man. appreciate it. I just think you're weird now for telling me all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am kind of. I am. And hopefully, and hopefully you, I'll, have you, uh, I'll have you again on the show. Oh, please. And come to New York. Let's kick it. Always, man. Thank you very much. Dope. Take care. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. You too, Jess. Be safe. Uh, you too, bud. And there it is, guys. Another episode in the can. It's uh, show business lingo. <laughs> I use it. I know what I'm talking about. You'll get used to it. Don't worry. Did you see the Disney point? Again, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for um, the support, the love. Everybody keeps uh, sending me, showing me. I really appreciate it. I... I wouldn't be able to do this show without you guys. Uh, then it would just be talking into a camera or talking into a microphone and nobody would hear it. So thank you guys for coming back week after week and supporting the show. I appreciate it. One more time, please remember, tell everybody you know to subscribe, to like, to rate the show. And don't forget, follow Rojo. Uh, one more time, it's his Instagram is Rojo Perez with three Z's. Check him out. He's hilarious. Um, this week's outro, uh, I don't know. I think I've done, I've done different songs, different kind of music. Um, I don't know. I think this week I'm just going to go. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Ah, see, now, now I'm done. Now I'm done. I got you. <laughs> I got you.